Welcome to Politically Enraged, the Lefty's Refuge. Politically Enraged is a podcast purpose-built to discuss British and international disunity in political spaces, talk through ideas, introduce you to amazing people, and fight back against authoritarianism. My name is David Moo, I'm your host, and I hope you'll stick with us. Follow our Twitter at Political Rages, find us on Instagram and Coffee at Politically Enraged, and let's speak truth to power. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Politically Enraged. You join me on Thursday the 19th of May 2022 and the day that the Met investigation into Downing Street has concluded. With Boris Johnson receiving only one fixed penalty notice at present for his rule breaking. Apparently, Boris Johnson has managed to wriggle out of scrutiny for his rule breaking throughout the entirety of Partygate because he has invoked the idea that he did not attend several parties, they just happened at his house, which means that he wasn't attending because he would have, air quotes, been there anyway, which means he's wriggled out of who knows how many fixed penalty notices. It's been interesting to watch Partygate unfold because I think a lot of people have lost the actual reason that so many of us are upset about Partygate. Of course, when you have the media trying to relentlessly spin it as it's just cake, it's just parties, it's no big deal, they were dealing with important things, sometimes you hear that and you think, am I being precious? But then you realise the things that people sacrificed and suddenly it takes on a different tone. When we were put into the first lockdown, I was two days fresh off of watching my mother choke to death because she was dying of terminal cancer. I was alone in my house, away from family, away from friends, and I stayed that way all the way through the first lockdown. The only time I saw another person was either in the distance, in a shop, or when I ran into my ex and we stood about five metres apart, terrified that if we stood near each other, we might give each other a deadly virus. Seems to me like a lot of people just think, We should move on from this. But ultimately, these are our governmental ministers. These are the people that regulate our laws, that tell us what we can and cannot do. And if they can't follow the same rules as us, I don't really see why they have the right to do that. If they can't do it, they shouldn't be telling us to do it. Let's look in depth at the timeline, shall we? Late November 2021, Pippa Carrera broke the story that there may have been Downing Street parties. At the time, Johnson practically laughed off the idea that there would have been parties in Downing Street, although there was a slightly manic edge to the way that he did it, only because, a week later, footage of Allegra Stratton holding a mock press conference and making fun of the fact that there had been Downing Street parties to emerge. Within hours, the press was all over it, combing the footage for more information, trying to figure out what had happened, and Allegra Stratton gave us a tearful resignation from outside the front of her house for merely joking about the prospect that maybe there had been a party in Downing Street. Johnson, for his part, had declared over and over again in the press that there had been no parties. Suddenly, he was embarrassed because more evidence was coming out that there had indeed been parties. And he said that he was rightly furious about it, as we all were. But I think a lot of us got the sensation at the time that this wasn't the end. And as things moved on, we saw more and more evidence that there had been more and more Downing Street parties. And I think at this point it became more and more obvious that at some point it was going to come out that Prime Minister Boris Johnson had shirked the rules personally to party while the rest of us were locked down. Johnson, for his part, denied that any parties had taken place, then said that at any events that did happen, all the rules were followed. Then he said, oh, there's footage of me at a party. Well, uh, it wasn't a party, actually. It was a work event. Then he said, oh, it 
was a party, but I didn't know that parties broke the rules. Then he said, it was a party, and I did know it broke the rules, and I'm very sorry. Those are objectively the words of a prime minister that you cannot trust. And as of right now, we are being told by Downing Street officials that we should allow Boris Johnson to remain in place because of the precipitous issues that we're facing in Ukraine. I do hope that said Downing Street officials will understand that to me, it is tantamount to treason to allow a man that will lie to the entire country repeatedly, openly, over and over again and refuse to correct the record or do as the ministerial code commands and step down if you are caught out telling a lie to run the country, especially during a war. In January 2022, Downing Street became an official crime scene because the Met was announced to be investigating. A lot of people at the time, including myself, said that this was likely to be a cover-up because it seemed to us that the Sue Gray report was forthcoming, which meant that we would finally find out exactly what Johnson and his cronies had been up to in Downing Street. We'd been given an excerpt of the Sue Gray report, which stated that rule-breaking was systemic in Downing Street, and anyone that had seen any other snifter of it said that it was damning absolutely terrible for Johnson and would likely result in him stepping down. Johnson, for his part again, issued a brief statement apologising for his part to play in the entire debacle, but asked that people allow him to move on and make changes in Downing Street, which suddenly resulted in a raft of people leaving. One of his closest advisers, Manira Mazer, said that she was leaving specifically because she thought that he'd taken it too far by making a disgusting statement about Keir Starmer at PMQs. But I think a lot of us started to realise that maybe the Tories realised that the dreamboat that was Boris Johnson sweeping into Downing Street and allowing authoritarian law to take over was probably sailing to an end. But let's not forget that these are the people that stuck with Johnson through PPE VIP, through the Downing Street flat revamp controversy, through the Owen Paterson controversy, through the fact that it came out that there was blackmailing issues in Downing Street, the fact that he continued to support Priti Patel even though she was a bully, a widely, widely slated race report, the fact that he'd been seen walking through a hospital with no mask on, saying let the fucking bodies pile high, and all the other accusations that Dominic Cummings made. People don't seem to understand that Partygate wasn't in situ, it wasn't the only thing that Boris Johnson had done wrong. And at this point, yes, people like me were and are openly out for blood, because Boris Johnson has been an absolute embarrassment of a Prime Minister. I could go into the wealth of things I always bring up, like the fact that he rehired a woman who committed something tantamount to espionage by holding unauthorised meetings with Israeli officials. I could talk about his disgusting history of writing polemic pieces about race, about gender, about sex, about sexuality. I could talk about the fact that the guy's been fired twice already for lying, so he's got a proven track record of someone that couldn't tell the truth if he was being dangled upside down over a fucking lava pit. Or we could focus on the fact that he is actually dishonest in the job itself. 40 new hospitals, where are they? Triple lock, gone. No NI hikes, gone. Looking after England's green belt, gone. Shit in the rivers. Boris Johnson has arguably done a terrible job as Prime Minister, and the only reason that he's installed, and I wish people would be completely transparent about this, is the fact that the guy managed to push Brexit through, using a deal which is now causing so much issue that it looks like he was at one point planning to invoke Article 16 of the agreement and completely screw over not only the EU, but everyone who lives in the UK. We're currently in a cost-of-living crisis brought on by Johnson's terrible governance and the governance of all of the people that have foreshadowed him. So opening up a trade war with our biggest neighbours is probably not the wisest idea. What I'm trying to say when I'm pointing all of this out is that Boris Johnson doesn't exist in a vacuum, but he sure as shit is a moral one. Boris Johnson's lacklustre government has led us down a deep and dark and twisted path of nationalism and factionalisation, which means that Scotland is now looking to leave the UK and Ireland is looking to reunify to escape 
the terrible drudgery and authoritarianism that comes with a Johnson governance. All of this, and at the same time as us being told to move on because there's a war going on in Ukraine, we're told that we need to look in depth at the fact that Keir Starmer, leader of the opposition, decided to have a beer and a curry after a work night with his colleagues. And even if Keir Starmer did break the rules, and even if he does resign, it's not going to change the fact that we still have a Prime Minister that's fundamentally incapable of following the rules that he implements, not to mention the rules in general and the laws in general of the land. A Prime Minister who said let the bodies pile high about literal British citizens, and a Prime Minister who says that he was relying on the goodwill of people that we'd spent a good five years pissing off to make sure that we wouldn't suffer as a result of some kind of weird culture war. And speaking of culture war, a Prime Minister that's more than happy to drive some of the people that live in the country that he looks after into abject terror because they're currently being overshadowed by people that are joining arms with the right wing, including neo-Nazis. It's a long, slow, sad tale of English governance and the fact that we are doing the bare minimum of holding these people to account that means that we are where we are right now, which is a real shit state. And in yesterday's Question Time, Boris Johnson proudly talked about how there's a million more disabled people in work since 2017 to now. Could that be because so many people are suffering from long-term disablement because of COVID? Could it be because the cost of living crisis is so bad that disabled people know that they're going to have to get jobs even though they're not fit to work? Could it be because the Department for Work and Pensions is forcing people who shouldn't work into work to make sure that people are down as employed, because that's the most important thing. Let me tell you this, Prime Minister, unless you're one of the people that don't have any money and suddenly do because you're working, the state of other people working in the country has no fucking effect on whether you get food on the table. And overall, secondary to all this, secondary to all the misery that he's vented on us, secondary to the absolute idiocy that has overshadowed his government, secondary to the fact that his cabinet is stuffed full of sycophants who don't care about British people, about actual British values, about hard work, about protection, about recovery, about making this country better, about doing things that strengthen us in the world instead of weaken us. We've had to see a man whose vanity has made an embarrassment out of everything that we are and through it all after breaking laws after breaking rules after making fun of the British people after not caring about all of the misery that he wreaks upon us he's still sat in his chair because he refuses to understand that resigning would be the best thing for every single person in this country the Tories have had 12 years, 12 years to show us that they are the people to lead us, that they are the people to improve, that they are the people to sort out the economy, that they are the people to make better pathways for energy. And they have failed on every single instance. Pretty Patel talks about how awful we are with regards to immigration. Who's been in charge of it for several years now, Miss Patel? Is it you? And of course, people will try and rehabilitate Theresa May. Oh, she had a difficult time of it. No one's denying that she did, because misogyny is unfortunately welded to the bedrock of the UK. But that doesn't excuse the fact that she was a shit prime minister and a horrendous human being. The Tories have done an absolute shit state of a job throughout this entire pandemic, letting us down at every single turn. They made the wrong call every single time. They've wasted our money on systems like Track and Trace, which have spunked money into the toilet. Now they're telling us that they need to charge us for the tests that tell us whether we're positive or negative, instead of working out a more equitable system, which means that we can still test safely and know whether we should be going out into the world. They gave untold sums of public money to their friends who then produced lacklustre PPE. They either couldn't be sold and was completely wasted, but they still managed to buy their fucking holiday homes. 
R was given to people who then got infected with coronavirus and are either one of the many million disabled people working or they died. And of course, the ardent Brexiteers got their long-awaited Brexit. But where has it gotten us? An economy in the toilet. Not completely the fault of Brexit, but still the problem. Shitty world standing. Miles-long queues of goods. Red tape everywhere. Businesses destroyed. Farmers struggling. Fishers struggling. Every single person that was told that they would be looked after personally by this government has been betrayed. I'm not even one of them. I voted to remain. But if you are one of those people and you are not spitting at the mouth from these people, from the shit that they've put you through, then you are weak. You voted for a Brexit that you didn't get. You were told these amazing promises. And what happened? Where are you now? Struggling. And why? Because you believe the lies of a man that does not give a single shit about you. Tens of millions of people in this country have been betrayed by this government as a whole, but most especially by Boris Johnson, the supposed leader of this country. He has let us down at every single juncture and the time has come with the conclusion of the Partygate fiasco for people to ask themselves the genuine question as to whether they want this man to lead them through a financial crisis, whether they want this man to lead them through a war in Europe, whether they want this man to be the person to stand before the rest of the world and say we are the UK and this is what we need from the rest of the world because nobody is listening because they are embarrassed for us because we we have a prime minister that cannot be trusted. We have a prime minister that is a detriment to this country. And it's time to ask yourself, do you want to stand with the bare minimum that we can expect from a government as in just to show up and enrich itself? Or do you want a government that is actually going to look after you and yours? Because as far as I'm concerned, if you want the bare minimum from this government, that is what you are getting. This government has become authoritarian. They are terrible at what they do. They don't look after the British people. They are an embarrassment. They are literally a danger. If you're not dying of coronavirus, you're dying because you can't afford food or because you can't heat your house. That's going to get worse in October. The time has come to ask, do we trust these people after 12 years of things slowly degrading and then suddenly dropping off into a fucking precipice? Do we trust these people to get us out of it? Because if you still trust them after all of this... You need to stop reading papers that tell you that this is what you deserve. The time has come for you to realise that you deserve more, that you deserve better. And that is starting with the face of a completely different government that actually looks after the needs and wants of the people, not the needs and wants of itself. Thanks for listening to Politically Enraged, a podcast designed to discuss politics palatably. If you're interested in following us on social media, you can find me at Davy Moo pretty much everywhere. And you can also find us on Instagram at Politically Enraged, where you can see the blog. You can find us on Kofi in case you'd like to caffeinate me. And you can find us on Twitter at Political Rages. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, stay politically engaged and get politically enraged. Because remember, we deserve better. <laughs>